Hello. Ahoy. Welcome to episode... 13. Is it? 13? Yeah. Wow. How have we done 13? I was going to say 11. <laughs> it's not. You're right. It is 13. I'm all over the place. We've already established your counting, isn't there? It's no, my counting's place. terrible. Yeah. Welcome to episode 13. I'm Nick. I am Adam. And uh, this is Bottom of the Stream. So before we get into today's film, let's do the socials. Should I do the socials? Go for it. Instagram, B-O-T-S underscore podcast. Same as Twitter, B-O-T-S underscore podcast. Facebook.com slash bottom of the stream. Email address is bottom of the stream at gmail.com. And the website is bottom of the stream dot podbean dot com. Uh, on the website, you'll find the stream table on every episode we've done so far. I think that's it. That's the socials done. Anything else you want to say? Uh, I don't think so. I'm quite excited to talk about this film. Yeah, let's do it. We're going Spanish. <laughs> yeah, we are. <laughs> What film have we got? Uh, we've got Mirage. Mirage. Or Mirage. Mirage. Mirage? Oh. Mirage. Or yes. as it's known in Spain, Durante la Tormenta. Oh, very nice. Thank you. I've been practising. I thought you had, yeah. <laughs> and what does that mean in Spanish? Something to do with a storm. Yeah. I don't know what it means. I think it's like a storm is coming or something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. We probably should have checked that out. Oh, well. Uh, yeah, Mirage. And um, we're going all time travelly. Yeah. Really time travelling. This one you might have to bear with us a bit because it is quite a complex film. There's lots of twists and turns. Lots of twists and turns. I know we say this, or we've said this several times, but there will be spoilers. Yeah, and this one is very... We're going to have to spoil this one quite a lot just to even talk about it. So if you've got even a slight interest in watching this film... And you don't want us to you don't want it it to be spoiled... Then then go and watch it. Go and watch it before you listen to us. We say that every week anyway, but... This one especially, I think you don't want to know the you don't want to know the spoils before you've seen the film. I don't think. Yeah. 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 Let's crack on. Excellent. So it was made in two thousand and eighteen. It's Spanish. It's dubbed into English on Netflix. Where Where do you stand on dubbed versus subtitles? I'd rather they were dubbed purely because I can't read and write at the same time, so it's quite difficult to make notes on a subtitled film uh, to be fair I didn't think the dubbing was that bad on this uh, no it's, it's not too bad I, personally I'd prefer subtitles yeah normally I'd, I would as well I'd prefer yeah. to see there the whole acting performance yeah. yeah normally I'd agree with you but I, would, I wouldn't have been able to do it must be a, quite a weird career just being a voice yeah. over a dubster a dubster <laughs> because like you have like you can make a career, don't you? Is there like one guy dubs in Spanish all of Tom Cruise's film? So is he the voice yeah. of Tom Cruise? It must be. Uh, I don't know. I don't anyway. know how it works. There's a there's a Spanish TV show on Netflix which I've watched, which is also dubbed, called The Elite. Right. And that's quite badly dubbed. So compared to that, this is alright. Well, I thought once you got into it, you didn't really notice. No. No. It was, no. It was fine. I agree. I couldn't have done it with subtitles because I can't I couldn't have read it and written all it I had to pause this film almost well I had to pause this film three times just to catch just it. to catch up with my notes because it's it's quite complex people there's a lot going on so give brief, us a premise give us a premise um I don't even know if I can <laughs> it's basically or it's, a setting it's set in 1989 and also in the modern era it's 1989 and then 25 years after 1989 2014 correct okay and Basically, 
I don't even know. A woman in 2014 manages to save the life of the child in 1989. Correct. And thus completely changes everything about her life. Yes. I mean, that's as basic as I can yeah. go with it until we go into it. Creates a different timeline. She creates basically. a whole different... Yeah. Basically, Doctor Strange would have had a field day. <laughs> yeah. And Marty McFly would have been in his element. I yeah. Think. If you've seen Endgame and how the, the woman explains the timelines to the Hulk, that's basically what happens in this film. So... Give me a one-word review before you get into it, because we've forgotten this the last couple of weeks, and I quite enjoy it. Scorchio. <laughs> nice. No, it's not really. It's uh, not Scorchio. It's not, raining all the way through. <laughs> I think that's a bit crazy. Yeah, yeah, do, yeah take that out. Um, <laughs> no. It's a fast show reference. I know. That won't mean anything to anyone who's not from the UK. Well, I'm from the 1990s. Can you tell I'm just stalling, because I haven't prepared a one-word <laughs> review? Uh, complex. Yeah, it is. It's mental I use that word a lot on this but it's also on for two hours and eight minutes so we might go for a little while on this podcast yeah, we've not even started talking about the film yet exactly <laughs> the last couple we've done have been like an hour and 20 minutes long this one was two hours and eight minutes so yeah we we, we start off it's November the 9th 1989 and why is that a significant date in history that is the day the Berlin Wall came down it is indeed David Hasselhoff was singing on top of the Berlin Wall <laughs> it was as well. allegedly so, yeah, it's it's November the 9th, 1989, and there is a young boy called Nico. Yes. Who lives with his mother. Yeah, seems to be just the two of them. Yeah, and he is recording himself with a, a what now seems humongous video yeah. camera. Plugged uh, into his TV. Plugged into his TV, and he's he's a budding guitarist, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. So he's, re- he's recording himself practising the guitar. Yeah, he's... He, I don't know if he can't sing, but the person the per, the person dubbing his voice definitely couldn't. Yeah, I don't know what the original. <laughs> no, I don't know. It wasn't was the, the dubbed voice. Voice wasn't great. He's singing "Time After Time" by Cindy Lauper. Yeah, it's got a good soundtrack. This uh, yeah, it has this got movie. a good, good soundtrack. Good eighties songs. And his so his mother goes out because she's working a night shift. Yeah, she leaves him on his own. Yeah, and he so what is he eleven, twelve? Yeah, I think he's like eleven. That. I think it says eleven. And he goes to his window because he hears a noise. Yeah. And, and he has like a commotion outside. Yeah, and he sees his, I want to say neighbours, but they're not neighbours, they're over the road. Yeah, Are they still neighbours? Yeah, across the road neighbours. Uh, and he sees the, the sort of shadows fighting and there's a, a commotion, like you say. Yeah. So he runs downstairs, he goes next door and, uh, next door, over the, the road, road, storms through the uh, the door and yeah. a woman is dead on the floor. At the bottom of the stairs. At the bottom of the stairs. Yeah. Or if not dead, she's heavily... Oh, I think she was dead. Bleeding. <laughs> heavily nearly dead and then down from the stairs comes what we'll later learn is her husband yeah with a bloody knife yeah and the murderer yeah uh, Nico runs back out into the street he's all a panic yeah and whammo gets wiped out by a van yeah dead he's dead and that's that's the beginning of really good intro <laughs> really good intro that's the beginning of where we are with this film that's sets it up nicely I thought yeah then in the next scene, we're not in the 80s now. We're in 2014. But we're in the same house. But we're in the same house and there's somebody moving into it. Yes. Who appears to be a woman and her daughter. It is a woman. I don't know why you say appears to be. <laughs> Nor do I. Because <laughs> She's a definitely man. a woman. She, did, she, she more than appears it's to be a woman. definitely a human. So, yeah, so it's a woman and a daughter. Yes. And, so and this is Vera, who is yes, our main... Yes, who is our main character. character. And her daughter, Gloria... Yes. And the husband is calls to say he's going to be late back. Yeah. He's David. So, we d- 
did neglect to mention rather importantly. So, in both these time periods, it is very stormy. Yes. So there is ominous overtones. Yeah. It's all grey, dark, thundery. The very first news report said the very first scene is a news report saying the storm's going to last for seventy-two hours. Yes. And it's going to be stormy for the next three days. Yeah. While Vera's unpacking at the house, she's got the news on, and that also says there's a storm coming. Correct. Twenty five years later, which is also going to last for seventy two hours, and the weather woman even compares it to the storm from nineteen eighty nine. Yes. So the parallels are coming through already. Yeah. So as they're moving in and unpacking, they find a sort of secret cubby hole, don't they? In yeah. One of the rooms, which was Nico Nico's old bedroom. Yeah, it's the, the attic room. Yeah. And in the sort of cubby hole wardrobe closet, whatever you call it, yeah, is the videotape. Yeah, the camera. The TV, the, the camera, TV. And the tapes are all still there. I think they say the ha- at one point the house has been abandoned for quite a long time. Yeah. I don't know if it had been abandoned for the whole 25 years. but They get it working again, don't they? As you, as you would. You'd, yeah. You'd want to watch what was on them. Yeah, there's a box of tapes. So Vera and David and Gloria sit down and they watch a few of these tapes. Yeah. And it's Nico practicing his guitar. Yeah. They established that it's the same date that they're on now as the date on the one of the tapes. Yeah, so the last tape, i.e. the tape he was making just before we got run over. Yeah. Has the same date on as today. As today, yeah. So it's now it's November the 9th, 2014. Correct. The TV, all the electrics in the house briefly flash off for a moment and then come back on. And the TV's now showing the footage from 1989 of the Berlin Wall coming down. Yeah, same news bulletin. Yeah, which is weird. It is weird. Because it's not on any, there's no tape in at this point. Again, very ominous and very broody. Broody, that maybe that should have been more one word. Yeah. It? Uh, okay, we'll go with that. Okay. Uh, you're going to edit it. I'm going to go back and edit it. Are you? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Don't talk about editing. <laughs> I'm, having, I'm having editing woes this week. So they invite their neighbours around for dinner. Yeah. Uh, and, and one of the neighbours is Aitor. Aitor. Who is, who was Nico's best friend. Best friend. When he was younger. Yeah. And he also seems to know Vera. Vera. Yeah. And David. And David. Yeah. Yeah. They're all sort of talking about how uh, they found these tapes and yeah. Aitor is talking a bit about Nico and what happened and I picked up a uh, Back to the Future reference. I don't know if you picked it up. Yeah, there's a couple in this. So, the, you know, Aitor says, oh, I remember the day after Nico was killed because the storm was so bad, a lightning bolt hit the clock tower. Yeah. And uh, it knocked all the power out at school. Yeah. So we couldn't go to school. Yeah, there's and, a couple uh, of Back to the Future references yeah. as we go through. I like that. Yeah, I like that as well. I thought you might pick that up. Um, so as he's telling telling this about this night, his mum starts to freak out a little bit. Yeah, she doesn't, she doesn't, she doesn't stop, want to talk about it. Stop yeah, it's Aitor's mum. Aitor's mum, who's also at the dinner party. Yeah. He's a pilot. Yes. I don't know if that's significant at this point, but it might be. I've already lost where we are. No, it's fine. I've got <laughs> it. So so later on, they, they finish the dinner, and then yeah. um, David and Vera are, obviously, they're intrigued by... by um, the plight of this little boy and David does a bit of research and he reads that the killer yeah committed yeah, suicide yeah. a few months later yeah three months prison. later that's it um, so they go to bed that night and during the night Vera's woken up by the TV flicking on yeah so she can hear on. static and then she can hear like a t- yeah a TV's on uh, yeah so she can hear static on the TV and it flicks on so she goes in to turn it off yeah and he's on the screen oh Nico? Yeah. Why can't I get that in my head? It's definitely Nico. <laughs> it's definitely Nico. Um, yes, he's on the screen when she, go, when she goes in the room, but there isn't a tape in the player and he can see her too. Yeah. So, and he says, hello. Yeah. 
and she freaks out and turns the telly off and yeah. runs away as you would do. And then she turns it back on. And <laughs> she turns it back on as you would do. And he's still there and watching her through the TV. They can communicate. Yeah. So they do. They have a and bit of a chat. She tells him, don't go outside. Yeah, because he hears the shouting again yeah. through the window and he looks at it and she, she kind of freaks out because she knows this story now. Yeah. And he, she says, don't go outside. Don't leave the house. You're going to die. She even shows, she shows him that she's got his tapes. That's how he believes her. Yeah. And she also shows him the news story of what happened to him. Yes. On her phone. On her phone. And Which also freaks him out because he's never seen a phone before. Yeah. But he, run, he does run off. He does run off, but she's delayed him enough. Yeah. And he drives straight past it. He does not. He's Yeah, he's later down the stairs and he does not get run over by the van. Exactly. So we've started our alternate timeline. Yeah. Because Vera wakes up in the morning. Yeah. In a hospital. Yeah. Where she works. Where she works. Which she, she's a nurse to a top brain surgeon. Yeah. Not anymore. Not anymore. She is, the top, she brain is the top brain surgeon. Uh, so it turns out in the original timeline that she had given up her surgery career. Yeah, she gave up her, 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 her medical career to, to raise her daughter, I think, was yeah. the uh, implication. But in this timeline, she's a top brain surgeon in the same hospital. Yeah. And what really freaks her out is when the nurse uses her maiden name. We'll presume it's her maiden name instead of her married name. Yeah. Um, and then it flicks back to Nico, who is still alive and having breakfast in his house. Yeah. Tells his mum that he's had a, a weird dream. Um, his mum says that he's got to be taken to school by... His, is it his uncle or... Uh, Ayotor's uncle. Ayotor's uncle. So uh, they go to school. Go to school. And they get sent home. Because... Lightning's hit the clock lightning's tower. Lightning's hit the clock tower. The clock stopped at 10.04. And he's dressed like Marty McFly. Did you notice that? Oh, he's I got, didn't notice He's that. got like a... G lay on, but it's green instead of red. But I thought, and he had a skateboard under his arm. Brilliant. I didn't. Yeah, I spotted that. Yeah, she told him the classes would be cancelled the next day, and they were. So now he's completely convinced what she said last night was real. Yeah, but he's he's been talking to a woman from the future. Yeah, from the future. Then we go back to the present. Yeah. And Vera quickly realizes things are not as they should be. She yes. goes to school to yes. find her daughter. Yes. Yes. No yes. one has heard of her daughter. No. Because she does not exist. Her daughter's best friend doesn't know her. The teachers don't know her. Yeah. The other parents don't know her. The daughter doesn't exist. So she goes to the police. Does she not go to David first? She does go to David first and he doesn't recognise her high, but yeah. And he doesn't recognise her. Yeah. So she hasn't got a daughter and she isn't married to David anymore. Yeah. So she's freaking out. Yeah. Because that's a scary... Imagine waking up one morning and just like nothing's real anymore. I, I thought she was very good in this. Yeah, the actress who is... Leda? <laughs> yes. Adriana Ugard. Yes. Was excellent. Yeah, she was really good. We didn't. I don't know. I have no idea what she sounds like, but she (laughs) she played the part really well. This was a very good looking cast. Yes, it was. They were all all moody and broody, and (laughs) yeah, yeah, very good looking cast. And they were again. I I said I probably would have preferred it to be subtitled so I could get the full yeah effect of their acting, but but their performances still did come across. Anyway, she goes to the police. She meets this policeman. Yeah, Inspector Lyra. Yes. So she tells him the full story. He doesn't dismiss her straight away. He doesn't. He doesn't. To be fair. No, he doesn't. He's suspicious. (laughs) Yeah, as you would be, but he kind of, he keeps her around. He becomes a a main character in this film now because... Yeah, so they they go and see one of the other doctors in the hospital. Yeah. And that doctor says... He's basically he's he's like doctor exposition, isn't he? And he says that <laughs> he says that oh you know Vera, your first patient was 
was this man called David. Yeah. And your last patient was a little girl who who no one thought you could save, and you didn't save. And you didn't save, and it's and your brain has got these two events mixed up. Yeah. And you're supposed to be taking some time off work to recover, so they think this respectable surgeon is just just losing her mind a little bit. Yeah. That the twelve year old was the first patient that she'd ever lost. Yeah. And it was twelve days ago, and the, today was the day she was supposed to be going back to work. Yeah. But well, we'll forgive it that yeah. coincidence. <laughs> yeah, so she was supposed to be... The, this doctor basically says, look, you, your brain's broken. Yeah. So they run a load of like tests, don't they? Yeah. They do a MRI and that sort of thing. And yeah, they, they say that there's nothing that they can see is, is up with her. Yeah, everything um, seems fine. Yeah. Um, she... she Believes that the storms caused it. She comes out with that at one point, but she doesn't really explain it there. No. Um, she used to try and put all this together and it's... it's suddenly she realises that it's probably saving Rico. Nico. Nico. What is wrong with me? Saving Nico has changed time in yeah. some way. That's what she thinks. Yeah. She's just got that in her head at the minute. Yeah. Um, then we cut back to Nico. Yeah, so this is the day that they're off school. So obviously the day yeah. after the murder over the road. Yeah. And... He goes to the neighbour's house when he sees the neighbour, who's called Ankel, yep. go out. Yes. So, the killer, Ankel. And he breaks into the house. Yeah. Nico finds the body yeah. of Ankel's wife in the bathtub. Yes, not on the floor in the hallway. No. And just as he pulls the, the bathtub curtain back, yeah. he hears Ankel return. Yes. So, he goes and hides under the bed. Yeah. Before he hides under the bed, though, he finds some money and a passport in a drawer. Yes. In a dresser, in a bedroom. Um, but then he hides and hides under the bed because the neighbour's home. And what does he see from under the bed? <laughs> really disturbing scene. The, this kid, I thought the kid played it really well as yeah, well. Because he, he was hiding under the bed and he saw the, the neighbour come home with a load of plastic sheeting. Yeah. And a chainsaw. Yeah. Uh, this one wasn't a plug-in chainsaw. This was a petrol-powered one. And he works at a slaughterhouse. Yes, so he, he happens does, to yeah. have... A chainsaw and yeah. some plastic tarps. Yeah. And he goes all Dexter. He builds a kill room and starts cutting the body up. But yeah. you don't see him cutting the body up. You see Nico's reaction to him cutting the body up through his, as you kind of looking at him under the bed yeah. and his face was brilliant in this. I thought it, that scene, that kid was really good because he, you could really think that's what he was watching happen. So yeah, I enjoyed that bit. It but was really disturbing though. <laughs> yeah. And this good, that was a good sound effect because it was all crunchy. Yeah, crunchy and ugh, horrible. Noise. Uh, but Nico's found a watch while he's under there. Yeah. A gold watch. Yes. The initials CM on the back. Yeah. Who's CM? Well, it's not Ankel who no. was the killer, and it wasn't his wife because her name was Hilda. Yeah. So who knows? Who knows? Uh, <laughs> so flashback to the present. Vera goes home. Well, it's not her house. Yeah. But the house which she lives in in the alternate timeline. Yeah. And it's all different. Yeah. She manages to get on a computer and she does a search for Nico. Yeah. And Nico Lassart. Nico Lassart, and it comes up that he is a fictional character in a book. Called Mirage. Yeah. There you go. There we go. We've got our title. At which point, the woman who lives in the house turns up. Yeah, catches her on the computer. And then the husband turns up. And, and it's David. It's David. So David does live there. Yeah. His his destiny is to live in that house, right. obviously. She tells David's wife everything that she thinks has happened. And she, his wife obviously jumps to the conclusion that they're having an affair. Yeah. Because she knows too much about yeah. David for them not to be. 
then he comes back and said oh this woman was harassing me at my office earlier she's yeah. crazy she's which kind of placates her doesn't it yeah so she kind of escapes and evades yeah because the power goes out eva- yeah, yeah evades the police yeah uh, and who who do you see over the road it's Ankel yeah he's alive in this alternate present yeah and 25 years older and he, who is he with not with his wife no but with Aitor's mum Aitor's mum whose name is Clara Clara which begins with a T yes so we get into so does, and what does mum begin with M <laughs> don't think that's her surname <laughs> I don't think that's her surname so Angel is with Clara yeah and it's her lost watch Clara Medina that's her surname and it's her lost watch so two neighbours have got together after the disappearance of Angel's wife yes and it looks like they may have been together at around the time that the murder happened. Yes. Uh, there's, there's a bit probably don't need to go into too much. So there's another then scene in the in the present where uh, Vera gets in the car with Aitor. I'm struggling to say that name. <laughs> my apologies. And um, there's a bit of backstory about how they met and then she fell yeah, in love with David. David and he introduced her to David. And, yeah. But when they shake hands at the end of the story, she has a bit of a memory flash. Yes. Of the life that she hasn't lived yeah so whenever she this is the first time it happens but now yeah. it happens a few times going forward when she shakes hands touches someone from this reality she's now stuck in yeah. she has memories and flashbacks of the life she hasn't lived yeah. as you say yeah of the, the the timeline she is in that which is interesting yeah he reveals that his mum is married to the Angel yeah and has been for 20 and years has been for 20 years and she tells him that she thinks Angel killed his ex-wife. He dismisses that completely. He says he isn't that kind of guy. She doesn't believe him in the slightest. Did you, in that flashback, did you pick up the films they went to watch on their date? No. Castaway. Right. Which obviously Vera is. Yeah. And uh, Contact, which is a Jodie Foster film. Yeah. About getting, Contact. yes, <laughs> communicating with people and the aliens in different, different realities. It's like late 90s. I can't remember. I can't, I can't really remember too much. So that all happened in the... The conversation with Ayatollah happened in the airport yep. where he worked. And then as she's leaving, she sees a news report about a woman who has written about this story that Vera is currently living because she heard a story told by a schizophrenic boy. Yeah. So this is the writer of Mirage, the book. Yes. So the book Mirage is telling the story of Nico meeting the woman from the future. Yeah. This is where it gets really complicated. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm trying to keep it kind of yeah, reasonably high level because there's loads of detail here. Yeah, that it's worth watching. Yeah, I don't and want I don't want to get into too much detail of it because no, because there's loads of little things you'll pick up. Yeah, and 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 it's this is a proper film. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what are you suggesting about some of the things we've seen so far? Yeah, exactly. So Vera and Inspector Lyra, Lyra, Lyra. Yeah, they go to the library, get a copy of Mirage. Yeah, and. They, they they get to talk to the author, don't they? Yes. And they go to meet her. Yeah, and the author tells them that the basis of this book is because she sat and interviewed Nico's mother. Yeah. She doesn't believe that Nico's real. She thinks no. Nico's a figment of his mother's imagination. Yeah. She's never met Nico. Correct. Nico's kind of not in his mother's life anymore. So they ask her how you would solve if this was real, which she dismisses completely. How should how would they solve it if they had to? And she said you would need to recreate the exact conditions and you've got 19 hours to do it. Yes. Because there's 19 hours left of this storm. So they've basically got to get the camera and the TV set back up in the same place, in the same house, during the storm, 
and they might be able to reverse it back. It's a one in a million chance, but they've got a chance. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> Good, I'm getting somewhere. The policeman, what was his name? Inspector somebody? Lyra. Lyra. Says he needs concrete evidence before he can help. Yeah. So she tells him where she believes... Hilda. Hilda is buried. Yeah. She's in the slaughterhouse. And in the Hill's slaughter, slaughterhouse. Yeah. Which she knows because in the magazine article... Uh, the newspaper article where it said he committed suicide. Yeah. It also said that he was preparing to bury his wife. This that was a bit of a weak Again, link, a I bit thought, convenient. Even David picks up. Why would he tell the, the police all that detail if he hadn't got to that yeah. stage? And yeah, that was the weak link, but it needed to be there because yeah. it needed to work. So she takes the police to this slaughterhouse and they find the body. Yeah. It's been there for twenty five years. But she's now a bit of a suspect. Yeah, because obviously, how do you know where the body of a twenty-five-year-old, twenty-five-year-old body is hidden, buried? So Lyra is escorting her, yeah, presumably back to the police station. Yeah, when he sort of pulls over, gives a a bit of paper with a hotel room number on it. Yeah, and basically says, "You're on your own. I'm going to tell everyone that you escaped." Yeah, he lets her go. Yeah, yeah. Go and see what you can do. <laughs> go and see what you can find. The address. He says the address that I'm giving you will be will get you on the path. It's not where Nico is, but it will get you on the right path. Yeah. Angel gets arrested, yeah. along with Aitor's uncle and his mother. Yeah. At his own birthday party. Yeah. And Vera goes to this address. Yeah. And Monica, who she works with, a colleague, yeah. is in there. And so is David, because he's having an affair with her. Yes. David turns up again. Yeah. And Vera wants David, because he works in a bank, and he's apparently, for some reason, got access to tons of <laughs> yeah. records about people she wants him to help him find her find Nico yes but she also finds evidence that he was having this affair in the previous timeline yeah when they were married because there's a matchbox that matches something that happens earlier in the film uh, yeah so there's a matchbook from this hotel this hotel which she finds in her original life yeah which now proves that he was having an affair yeah then as well as it's as now yes Oof. I'm sweating. (laughs) (laughs) So we then get the full story of what happened with the murder. Yes. So, again, I'm not going to go through loads of detail, but basically, Hilda, at the time the Berlin War fell, because she's German, German. she said she was going to go see her family. She was going to be away for a a couple of days. Yeah. Angel immediately phoned Clara, said... Get yourself around here. Let's have a bit of rumpy pumpy. Do the naughty. Yeah, and Hilda hadn't really gone away. She she was suspicious. Yeah, she went to catch them out, and they all got in a cuff of all between the three of them, and it was actually Clara that killed her that stabbed Hilda. Yes, and it was Hilda that took the knife to the bedroom. Yeah, she started flailing that round madly at the beginning of the fight. Yeah, yeah. So she's they kind of throwing each other around and she gets thrown into the knife yeah and then falls over the landing into the hallway yeah so in the, in 1989 you then find out that we're in a situation where it's basically Nico's word against Angel's yeah because Nico broke into the house Angel says well someone broke into my house and there's a stolen watch yeah and no one believes what Nico said about the, it's a it's a story of yeah. the, the bad time travel uh, and uh, yeah yeah and they even say that his mistake yeah. was including all the bit about speaking to the woman from the yeah, future yeah should have just told them about the murder they might have believed him the flight that Hilda was supposed to take Clara took to yeah, with the of, fake passport with the fake passport that Nico found to make it look like Hilda to make it look like Hilda had left the country moved to Germany which is why nobody ever came to find her yeah neat 
Yeah, very so neat. I was, thought that was neat and tidy. I enjoyed that. So what happened to Nico then after he was he became a not bit, believed? He became a bit obsessed with it. went a bit crazy. Um, he was tested. It was proved that he was con- wasn't consciously lying. So he must be crazy. Yeah. So he was in and out of mental institutes yeah, for years. Spent his life sectioned. He got sectioned. Spent his life in and out of different institutions. Um, he and never forgot Vera. And he had one clue about this woman from the future, didn't he? Yeah. Can you remember what that was? No. Right. <laughs> so when they briefly were talking to each other at the start on the TV uh, through the TV, yeah, he commented to her, "There's a there's a sign behind yes, you in my yeah. bedroom." Yeah. It's the sign. I can't remember the name of the railway station. It's the yeah. sign at this station. And Vera says, "Oh yeah, me and my friends, we took that as a drunken prank. You know, it's yeah. fun to steal a sign." He says, "Oh, oh yeah, I recognise that sign. It just looks older." So he knows at some point she's been to this train station. Yeah. So we see Nico go and sit on a bench. Yes. At a train station. Yeah. And then there's a sort of time lapse montage yeah, of, of a montage. Time, time passing he stayed there for a very long time go for about three actors don't you as yeah he grows up. ages and who does Nico turn into the cop Inspector, Inspector Lyra. Lyra is Nico now maybe I, we should I have done a spoiler warning again before we said <laughs> yeah, that because that is the u- uber twist I I'm going to be honest I saw it did you yeah because and the only thing that made me see it is that that the bloke who plays Inspector Lyra is a spitting image of that kid. And I'm like, that's crazy how much they look like each other. And yeah, I, I caught it. I didn't. No, uh, it took me by surprise. And I, I thought it was done really I was well. really happy to be right. And I love it when a twist... I love it when you don't see a twist, but I also love it when you get a twist right. And yeah, I did I did see it. Yeah, he'd waited for her for all these years, which is why he didn't dismiss her when she first turned up at the police station. Yeah, and, he, and it turns out that he introduce yourself himself to her on the train and they've had a whole relationship yeah. in this alternate timeline yeah for years she goes to a building which turns out to be I presume it's his house because his mum's there yeah and he grabs her hand and she has all these memories of her relationship that she's had with Nico yeah he wants her to stay in this well, reality yeah because he she's the woman he's fallen in love with and yeah. he always knew this was going to happen and he's been preparing for this night but she doesn't choose him. No, she wants to go back to she her She wants daughter. to go back to her old life. She He tells her that she can't because he's destroyed the TV and the camera. Yeah. So what she what does she decide to do? She jumps off the building, Adam. She jumps off the building. <laughs> she kills herself. And she, the last thing she says before she does it is... I oh, saved you. Now you must, I saved you. Now you must save me. Yeah. So now he's got no option. Luckily, he hadn't destroyed the TV because it is down in the cellar of the building that he lives in. So he goes and gets it. He sets it all up. In Breaks in, into the house. Breaks into the house, sets it up in the house where it needs to be set up in. And he sees himself as a younger boy on the TV. Yep. Um, he says, what I have to tell you is very important. And that's it. Well, obviously, he obviously ex- explains everything that's happened, but you don't see any of that. He just says, what I have to tell you is very important. Uh, the next thing you see is Vera, who's no longer dead, again. Wake up on a bed. Yeah. And the camera very slowly sneaks over to the other side of the bed. And who's lying next to her? David. David. So this might have worked. But there's only one way to find out if it did work. Glory is there as Glory well. is there as well. So I, it did work. It all worked. I tours back over the road. I tour gives her away from over the road. Um, she goes up to the attic. The TV and the camera isn't there now. So she can't bloody mess up her life again. David said it never existed. Then she confronts him about the matches. 
But as she's doing that, and Alan Clare walked past. Yeah. Outside. So what did she do then? Uh, I guess a bit of time is sort of passing. Yeah. But, but basically she goes on her own to the slaughterhouse. Yeah. Starts digging it up. Digs up Hilda again. Again. Calls, Cops turn up. Calls the police, yeah. And then she turns around and Nico turns up. He doesn't recognise her at all because obviously he's he says, never met her. do I know you? Right. And she says, yes, you just don't remember it yet. Yeah. And that's it. That's the end of that film. So, I don't know. Is she dumped David and she's going to try and get together with Nico but in this I don't know. reality? I don't know. That's This was really great. Really great. Like, really great. That is a great film. From, yeah. from start to finish, I really enjoyed that. You know, when you get a, when you see a really good film, you get this like feeling in the pit of your stomach where you think, that's a great film, and I got that at the end of this. And I was texting you as I was about to turn it on, and I was like, I'm not, I'm not up for this. It's two hours and eight minutes long, it's too long, I'm not up for it. And I was disappointed when that film finished, because I could have watched another hour of it, I think. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I, I mean... It was I, complex, but it wasn't too t- complex to keep track of. Yeah. And it just it hit perfectly, I thought. Yeah, I think the performance was good. It was so atmospheric. The the whole sort of uh, yeah. ominous storm and atmosphere was just spot on. I, I yeah, I just I really liked it. I, I also wasn't particularly in the mood for it when I sat down, but I it gripped me all the yeah, way through. All the way through. And I think that would be my only hesitation would be we've sat and watched it not because we have to, because we've we have chosen to but because we've got a review to do. Yeah. And I think it's something that if I'd seen a trailer and thought, oh, no, that looks really interesting. I don't know if I'd ever get to it. Yeah. Does that make sense? I do know what you mean. And the fact that it's dubbed as well would put you off. And I was thinking about this film today. I don't. I think this is right at the bottom of the stream because I don't think many people would choose to watch it. No. The, the poster on Netflix is in Spanish. The trailer is dubbed. And I think people would just flick straight past it. And it is a crying shame because this is a really good film. I, I maybe it's maybe it's top of the stream in Spain. I don't know. Maybe but it is. It's, maybe it yeah, is. it's certainly it is, a lurker it's wallowing in. at the bottom of the stream here, and it's a real shame because we we started this podcast to find the hidden gems, and this is definitely one. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I really I, I, um, it. I would be reasonably confident making a wager with you that this is remade by Hollywood I hope in so. the next five to ten years <laughs> I really hope so because it's a really good story it's told really well everything makes sense it all comes together at the end it's really well made it's a really good film yeah there's a couple of handy coincidences in there yeah. but it kind of you kind of feel it earns those it, uh, there was that, ma- that major one that we pointed out where they point out that the information about him the information about he, him he where going he was to, going to bury the yeah. body had he not been caught but they point that out in the film. Yeah. They, they say that in the film. Well, that's a bit weird. Why would he tell the police that? So you've got to forgive them that because they've they've pointed it out and it had to be there. But no, I thought it was great. Really great. Who would be in the Hollywood remake of this? Ooh. Ooh, I like that. Probably Chris Hemsworth. He's in everything. <laughs> <laughs> One of the Hemsworths. Um, I don't know. Oh, that's a good question. Who would you have in it? I don't know. Could you see like Angelina Jolie being the lead Ooh, in no. the... No. No, I think Emma Stone. Emma Stone would be good. It's yeah, that's like not that. a bad shout actually. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'd be amazed if this wasn't picked up. From, I hope so. Yeah, if Vanilla Sky got remade, <laughs> I 
this, this was yeah I really enjoyed this yeah definitely go out and watch it I presume you already have watched it and you won't be disappointed I'd say you, it might you might feel it's not something you necessarily want to pick up it's not light no it's not it's, you're going to have to concentrate on it you can't yeah. just put it on in the background no. but well, I find it really rewarding it's re- really rewarding and you're going to enjoy it I can almost guarantee it I, I, there's quite I, there's not many people I wouldn't recommend it to that's a good film it's a really good film yeah Mirage Mirage where's it going on the stream table uh, oh that's a good question it's got to go pretty high for me. Yeah, agreed. I'll just uh, find it. Yeah, no problem. I've written it down somewhere. Here we go. So it gives a top f- five. Because <laughs> I reckon for me it probably goes in there somewhere. So Dawn Wall is number one at the minute. Yeah. That's the documentary about the free climbing that we watched. Little Evil, it's a comedy with Adam Scott and Evangeline Lilly. Cube, it's a 1997 horror, horror film. Horror maths film. Horror maths film. Bait is your standard shark film. And then number five is I Think We're Alone Now. Okay. Where are you putting it? Uh, I'm just debating whether it's two or three. Yeah, I think I'm going that high as well. And To be honest. Is it a better film than Little Evil? Yeah. It is. But I really enjoyed watching Little Evil. I did as did well. Did I enjoy watching this more? It's a better film, yeah. It's a better film and I really enjoyed watching it. I did enjoy watching Little Evil and I am a little bit loath to put it. They're very close. Yeah, they are close. They're very close. Let's give Mirage a bump. I think it does. I think it is number two. It's just uh, just because it's it's a better story, and it feels like, and it's a to me, film. it feels like it's a proper gem that is yeah, really literally, yeah, not ta- going to be talked about. I'd be surprised if many people have picked up on this. Yeah, me too. Number two, Dos, Dos. Okay. Mirage number two, the second best film we've watched so far. Excellent. I'm happy with that. I'd agree with it as well. So, yeah, watch, watch Mirage. Yeah, check it out. Let us know what you think. Yeah. You want to pick next week's film? Let's do it. So, I'm going to press the button. The Cured. Oh. Hmm. Sounds interesting. No idea. No idea. Let me put it up on IMDb. Okay, so The Cured is a 2017 film, 15. It's an hour and 35 minutes long, and it is a drama horror sci-fi film. It's a zombie film. Okay. Okay, it says a disease that turns people into zombies has been cured. The once infected zombies are discriminated against by society and their own families, which causes social issues to arrive. This leads to militant government interference. Okay. We've not done a proper zombie film yet. We have, no. We did, I think we're alone now, which... Might have been zombies, but might also have just been... There was no zombies in I think we were... No, 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 there wasn't. But <laughs> something had happened that had killed loads of people. Yeah, there was there was an apocalypse. And there was not a zombie apocalypse. Yeah, well, you don't know it wasn't. Anyway. There's no zombies in there. Um, Helen Page is in it. Or Ellen Page is in it. Okay. So, watch that. Go out, give it a watch. The Cured. The Cured. Let us know what you think, and we'll be back next week to chat about it. I mean, are we going to play the trailer? No. <laughs> yeah, we will. Okay. Do you want to hear the trailer? Yeah, go for it. There's so much chaos after the outbreak. It's two years before we could begin to re-enter the city. We started to hear a rumor of a cure. How long were you infected? Four years. You having any violent impulses? No. Your sister-in-law has agreed to take you in. Smile, Killian. Are you one of the cured? Yeah. Will you be sick again? What happened to Luke? You got separated. 
You're right to lie. They're all the same when they know the truth. We need to look out for each other out here, okay? Sometimes I feel it. Screaming to get out. How could you take one in? They're murderers, a lot of them. They want us all dead. We have to stop them. You're right to be scared. No matter how much we pretend, we're not the same people anymore. Stay away from us. I'm not gonna be a part of this. You are the reason they're not safe. They hunt together. They decide who to kill and who to infect. They communicate in a way that we will never understand. We need something that will make them listen. Something they're truly scared of. Hey, that was the trailer for The Cured. What did you think? Yeah, it looks, looks interesting. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. Okay, well, go out and watch The Cured, and we'll be back next week to talk about it. Cheers. Thanks. Bye.